here in the remote, pagan north, at this wind-scoured island market of Rabadi. He was anxious to begin trading his leather and cloth and spices and bladed weapons for furs and amber and salt and heavy barrels of dried cod to sell in Ferrier on the way home, and to take immediate leave of these barbarian earlings who stank of fish and beer and bear grease, who could kill a man in a bargaining over prices, and who burned their leaders, savages that they were, on ships among their belongings when they died. This last, it was explained to him, was what the horse was all about. Why the funeral rites of Halder Thinshank, who had governed Rabadi until three nights ago, were currently suspended to the visible consternation of an assembled multitude of warriors and traders. The offense to their gods of oak and thunder, and to the lingering shade of Halder, not a benign man in life and unlikely to be so as a spirit, was considerable, Ibn Bakir was told. Ill omens of the gravest import were to be assumed. No one wanted an angry, unhoused ghost lingering in a trading town. The fur-clad, weapon-bearing men in the windy square were worried, angry, and drunk, pretty much to a man. The fellow doing the explaining, a bald-headed, ridiculously big Erling named Ofnir, was known to Ibn Bakir from two previous journeys. He had been useful before, for a fee. The Erlings were ignorant, tree-worshipping pagans, but they had firm ideas about what their services were worth. Ofnir had spent some years in the east among the emperor's Karchite guard in Sarentium. He had returned home with a little money, a curved sword in a jeweled scabbard, two prominent scars, one on top of his head, and an affliction contracted in a brothel near the Sarentine waterfront. Also, a decent grasp of that difficult eastern tongue. In addition, usefully, he'd mastered sufficient words in Ibn Bakir's own Asherite to function as an interpreter for the handful of southern merchants foolhardy enough to sail along rocky coastlines, fighting a lee shore, and then east into the frigid, choppy waters of these northern seas to trade with the barbarians. The Erlings were raiders and pirates, ravaging in their longships all through these lands and waters, and increasingly down south. But even pirates could be seduced by the lure of trade, and Firaz ibn Bakir and his partners had reaped profit from that truth, enough so to have him back now for a third time, standing in a knife-like wind on a bitter morning, waiting for them to get on with burning Halder Thinshank on a boat with his weapons and armor and his best household goods and wooden images of the gods, and one of his slave girls, and a horse. A pale gray horse, a beauty, Halder's favorite, and missing, on a very small island. Ibn Bakir looked around. A sweeping gaze from the town square could almost encompass Rabadi. The harbor, a stony beach with a score of Erling ships and his own large round ship from the south, the first one in, which ought to have been splendid news. This town, sheltering several hundred souls perhaps, was deemed an important market in the Northlands, a fact that brought private amusement to the merchant from Fezana.
a man who had been received by the caliph in Kartada, who had walked in the gardens and heard the music of the fountains there. No fountains here. Beyond the stockade walls and the ditch surrounding them, a quilting of stony farmland could be seen, then livestock grazing, then forest. Beyond the pine woods, he knew, the sea swept round again, with the rocky mainland of Vinmark across the strait. More farms there, fisher villages along the coast, then emptiness, mountains and trees for a very long way, to the places where the reindeer ran, they said, in herds that could not be numbered, and the men who lived among them wore antlers themselves to hunt, and practiced magics with blood in the winter nights. Ibn Bakir had written these stories down during his last long journey home, had told them to the caliph.